1: So building, rebuilding that identity after uh, I left my job was was uh, quite a process, but I'm, it's one of the things I'm most grateful for. Like sometimes, by, by the way, I'm, I'm fully aligned right now with what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm working. I, I enjoy every moment of it, but having that freedom, you know, to take your kids to school, to, to go on an impromptu date with your wife at lunchtime and Nobody to to tell you, hey, how come you're not at your desk is is a big deal.
0: This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dream should be real? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I'm here with Maddie Kachani.
1: How are you, sir? <laughs> well, I'm good, Jérôme. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Man, I'm so excited to be with you down here in Miami at Abundance. I think I'm in your hometown right now.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, it's not really your hometown. Tell the listeners where you're actually from.
1: I'm from Morocco. Yes, that's where I was born. What? You uh, came across the
0: pond? You came across uh-huh. the ocean, huh? <laughs> Pretty
1: big pond called the Atlantic Ocean. So... Ladies and gentlemen, you, you
0: might hear me a little chipper. Mm-hmm. Medi just left his job. He's yeah. out of the rat race. He's out of the W2. My brother, congratulations. Thank you so much. You've exited the matrix.
1: I know. How on earth did you do that? <laughs> oh, it took uh, a lot of discipline and uh, building a vision. It's, what's interesting is that it's not something that I've done just overnight. I've been thinking about it probably for the last seven uh, seven years. No way. And, and working at it one step at a time, it's it's a big de- decision, especially when you rely on that income from the W-2 to, to to pay your bills. Right. So I had to be very strategic about it and make sure that when the time came for me to go uh, full-time entrepreneur, I was ready for it.
0: Now, most people have no idea how to create income outside of their job. Mm-hmm. How would you figure that piece out? Because you didn't go cold turkey. See, I I did it the wrong way. (laughs) I just walked out. There was no income. I'm living off savings. I'm trying to figure it out. But you you did it the right way. So what was the strategy, and how would you figure that piece out?
1: I think definitely real estate played a big uh, part of, a big role in creating this uh, passive income on the side. But aside from that, I think in addition to having – Passive income was really important to have multiple streams of income. So I was inspired of in creating income outside of my W 2 but having multiple uh, of those. So I started with property management essentially. we, uh, My wife and I were living in a, in a property that we thought was not managed properly and, and so we took over the management. And that was our first property under management. And then from that point on, we started adding on properties. And since we were also investing in real estate, buying uh, rental properties that we rented long term, we uh, took those properties under our own management and did that one property at a time. So, all right, wait, wait. (laughs) So you're
0: telling me that you live in a building. Or is it just a house? No,
1: it's no longer the the, the building I live in. That was uh, in 2016 when we started a property management company. We took over the management of the building that we were living in.
0: How many units are in this building? It was
1: just 20 units. You say just just
0: 20 units. Just 20 units. It's a good start right there. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what the rents are, but there's considerable rents here in Miami. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. How do you get the gusto to say, it's not being managed right, I got this?
1: I I have to tell you the story because uh, my wife was actually, uh, she brings it up from time to time. First of all, I had zero experience in in managing properties, So uh, I just knew that we could make our building better. But uh, I was also an owner in that building. So I had, it was a little bit complicated And I wanted to do it. I really believed that I could make the building a better place. And uh, there were people on the board that were against it. And I I built the case that we would be the right people to do it. And there is uh, some license that's required to actually become a property manager of a building that size. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went through the process of getting the license And I prepared a presentation that I shared with the board to demonstrate that we are the right people for that management. But some elements on the board were against me taking over the management. And the persistence uh, helped me eventually. Uh, win them over, and in so many occasions, as we were trying to get that uh, account, uh, our first account, my wife told me, Maddie just just let it go, man. It's 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 okay. We can do something else." And I told her, "No, this building is going to be managed by us with full confidence. I the certainty uh, of of success was there, and uh, eventually we got it."
0: What gave you so much confidence?
1: Inspiration, just knowing that uh, we could make it a better place, and uh, I know, uh, and and this is something that maybe I've built through experiences over time. But when I really want something, somehow with hard work, uh, I get to it. And uh, even though there were a few obstacles along the way, uh, such as the license and having some people against it. Just by working hard and making the case for it and and, and, and uh, being persistent I, I got it eventually
0: so you got it first one owner occupant doing the thing mm-hmm and then what <laughs>
1: Then what Do you quit? Do you No no that was no 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 that was that was just one property and it took a long way actually right now we manage over six hundred units. What? Yes, yes, yes. In the Miami area. Six hundred units in Miami. Yeah. What
0: type of what type of income on a monthly basis? Not to you, but rent. Gross income for the whole property management what do we what is 600 units in around it's
1: interesting because uh, actually some of our units are um, part of an hoa homeowner association so oh, okay. there isn't really uh, a rent associated with those mm-hmm. units but it's uh, it's a pretty substantial i can tell you on the properties that are that have investors yeah. that we manage uh, I mean, we charge anything between 4.5% to 8 uh, or uh, 10% of, yeah. of, of the rent.
0: So for the listeners, there's this, Yeah, you know, if you got a lot of units, you charge a smaller percentage because you exactly. got people working on You site. have more
1: volume. You exactly. got the
0: payroll. If you don't, like a single family, a condo, something like that, That's when you're up there in the 10% range and there's nobody working on site. So just to give you that perspective, so you're running HOA properties, you're running properties for investors, you're collecting rent, you're collecting HOA fees, Mm -hmm. 600 places. How do you keep all those keys straight, man?
1: (laughs) That's true. We don't think too much about the keys, huh? I mean we have systems in place and we 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 got organized actually we have a very good software that helps us uh, manage all the transactions but the keys are in a secure place and we can <laughs> we manage to uh, check them out and in when needed and uh, yeah
0: so I still don't get it how do you go from 20 to 600 mm-hmm. what happened like how do you win that business how do you Did you say, with certainty, I'm going to manage this HOA, and I'm going to manage... How does this work?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was word of mouth. People were happy with the work we were doing in one building. Actually, some of the homeowners had owned several properties in other buildings and thought that we could do a a better job, and they just called on us to do it. But uh, eventually, we we shifted the focus away from HOAs and and started managing apartment buildings for investors and and that is actually a more uh, from an economic standpoint more attractive uh, proposition from uh, for a for property manager so strategically we've made that that switch but what i can also tell you is that the beginnings are always very slow and that's why sometimes it's uh, even better to acquire an existing business rather than building it from scratch so i can tell you for the first maybe four or five years our growth was there but it's not the same growth that we're seeing today today we're getting clients left and right and we have a big uh, we have uh, well-known brand in the Miami area and and people business comes to us and we're actually a lot more selective about the customer we want to have on board
0: so all right, you gotta tell me
1: (laughs) when did you realize that you could leave the (sighs) W2 so I have uh, two little boys and uh, it's a big responsibility and uh, my my income was was pretty good he's and, an electrical
0: engineer by training ladies and gentlemen yeah. he leaves that part out but it, it's there he was he yeah. was doing well it, it wasn't a 30 or 40 thousand dollar a year job he left no. behind
1: no 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 and uh and 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 so i, I had to make some some adjustments and uh, in in the end it came down to the numbers uh, we, we know more or less how much we're spending on a monthly basis. And we had to make sure that we had enough income to cover for that, including health care, because that's a, that's a big one. When uh, when you don't have a, a W-2, you need to start thinking about how you're going to pay for your, uh, your health.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you did the math. Mm-hmm. And were you able to get your income outside of the job to cover your expenses? Were you a little short? Or did you replace your whole income? Like, how did it go?
1: Yes. I would say uh, we covered our expenses. Um, My wife, Jessica, and I, we've been along the way also investing in real estate. Currently, we own uh, 60 properties. And uh, we are using that rental income pretty much uh, to pay for everything we need uh, in terms of expenses, and and like we call it in GoBundance, that's kind of uh, financial freedom. So, uh, we could uh, technically not work at all and, and, and be okay covering our expenses using the rental income. And in addition to that, we have the businesses, uh, which are the property management, the GC, the brokerage, and investment. Uh, to generate incremental income that then we use for uh, buying more properties. Wait,
0: wait, wait. wait. If I feel like you're getting it every way. You got rental income, mm-hmm. you're a general contractor, mm-hmm. your license as a general contractor.
1: Yes, I'm the qualifier on the business. So are you doing work for others or are
0: you only working in
1: your portfolio? Both. 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 The idea was that As we started serving these uh, investors and and caring for the properties, a lot of work, maintenance work, capital expenditure work, larger projects came out of the management. And we called on vendors, got several quotes, and we were not very happy with the service we got and the time it took to to take care of uh, the repairs. Uh, and the capital expenditure project. So what we decided is to build our own maintenance crew and then start offering general contracting and remodeling services to our investors. And they really appreciated that because the turnaround was much faster and they got better quality work.
0: And so you wanted to control the resource.
1: Yes, have everything under <laughs> one roof in some way.
0: Vertically integrated. And so general contractor, rental income, property management, and brokerage? Yes, sir. So tell me uh, how d- tell me about the
1: brokerage piece because we haven't talked about that at all. Uh-huh. Those can
0: be some nice checks.
1: Oh, yeah, especially in a market like Miami because <laughs> the property values are, are so high here. But the brokerage is a very interesting business. Um, the key is really to bring in the, the right talent to participate in in, in in the operations of the business but uh, we our targets for the end of this year is to have uh, 50 realtors under our roof 50 five zero. 50, yeah.
0: That's almost as many houses as you have, or <laughs> doors, however you want to count your 60.
1: Yeah. So we're on, on track to hit 50 realtors by the end of the year. And How
0: do you find 50 people with licenses ready to go, come on, Matty, you're, you're making it look too easy, man.
1: <laughs> so it's, it's several things. I mean, obviously, we advertise uh, that we're hiring realtors. That's one part of it. But I think the most important part of it is culture.
0: And okay. I, Tell me more. This is you, we're having real talk now. <laughs> culture is my thing.
1: Culture is everything. Yeah, honestly, and and, I, and if there are listeners that uh, have businesses or want to grow businesses, I think it's so important. For me, as a, the CEO of the company, the JMK Company, I, I my role is to make sure that everybody is aligned on the culture and to hire people based on the culture we have in the company. And we have some pillars that we focus on that we want uh, our, our, our people to, to identify with. Give me the pillars. So uh, teamwork is one of them. Uh, we really want people to help each other as uh, we try to deliver our services. Constant improvement is another. Our culture is all about becoming a better version of ourselves as individuals but also as a, as a company. Customer focus. We want uh, the customer to be king to some degree, passion. So we, we really want to be uh, have people that are passionate about, uh, about what they do.
0: A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential, but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. <laughs> We have developed a model for a center life, AKA the red pill to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to Jerome Now let's get back to the episode. That's a good combination. I mm-hmm. mean, done right, you're you don't ever have to worry about those folks being in the marketplace and representing you or the brand. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. Exciting. So what are what are they selling? Are they doing like houses? Are they doing commercial mm-hmm. buildings? Yes. Are they doing what, so? We what? have
1: two divisions. We have a residential division where we sell homes, and then uh, so essentially we're seeking listings, and we also represent buyers yeah. as they want to buy and at the same time we have a commercial division so we are we specialize in value add multifamily properties come on man cut it out you're doing all the stuff <laughs> maybe i actually suffer from the uh, shiny object syndrome but no I'm, I'm i'm kidding but we do we are vertically integrated In terms of multifamily, uh, we buy multifamily. So the uh, 60 units that I mentioned to you that we own, those are multifamily properties. And then uh, even though we started managing initially uh, homeowner associations, we shifted our focus towards working with investors, and we we specialize there too in multifamilies. Whoa.
0: So are you buying like 20 units? You're buying... Five, like, what does it look like in a multifamily transaction? We just exited one today, so I'm so. Oh, congrats!
1: I'm super excited for you. How how many units? Twenty-three. It's our first deal.
0: First deal, bought in 2017, less than a five-year hold. Worked out really well for us. Bought Uh, at 55, sold at 155 a door. uh, (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible, man. I'm Come so happy for you. Well,
1: let me tell you, uh, in terms of size, obviously, we try to be strategic. You know what they say? You work on bigger deals. It's the same amount of work. You just get paid more eventually.
0: I don't believe them, but go ahead.
1: But exactly. That's, that's what people say. And there is some truth in, in it. But I think there's value in any property where you can uh, identify I- equity. Uh, on the table so uh, you mentioned buying at 50 and selling at 150 uh, a door I mean it could be a one unit property it could be 100 unit property you wouldn't say no to a deal like that and uh, especially if it's a value-add property or a distressed property you know that the, the price you're getting into uh, ads is, is not what it should be had the property been uh, taken care of, had it not had uh, deferred maintenance, etc. So we solve problems for people that uh, want to sell their properties and we take over. We try to create the best community possible for tenants and in the process we make a profit as we uh, improve uh, the community.
0: Doing good while doing well. <laughs> <laughs> good for the pocketbook, well uh-huh. for the community, huh? Yeah. I, I love that. And so when you think about your general contracting business, are you spending more time doing like renovations for your own portfolio or are you out in the marketplace?
1: No, I mean, uh, we have leaders for each business. So wow. I am kind of the, I'm, I'm orchestrating how the businesses operate, I I work on partnerships. My time is primarily focused on the investment side of the business, so identifying new properties to acquire, whether it's for ourselves or for investors. But at the same time, uh, we've placed uh, uh, leaders in each business, so property management, brokerage, and, uh, and GC. I work with each one of them, uh, on a regular basis, I uh, when they face a roadblock, I uh, intervene. But my m- my time is mainly focused on the investment, identifying new investments. That is where
0: you make the most money per hour.
1: Absolutely, doing <laughs> <The only laughs> one <got> deal it. <laughs> can
0: outdo all the work that some of that stuff yeah. can happen over the course of the year. Absolutely. So I, I think your talent is well placed. And so, are you? how are you sourcing deals right now the market's super tough man yeah it's crazy yeah it is how how are you finding deals at work
1: oh it's a relationship it's a good knowledge of the market you know because you've after you i look at deals almost daily and you got
0: that much deal flow
1: yeah i mean yes we that's beautiful Not all of them are (laughs) candidates for (laughs) acquisitions, but uh, no, I I, I look at the market, where it is, and uh, we don't underwrite all of them. And what happens is, and I highly recommend this to your listeners, whatever market you decide to focus on, underwrite, 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 and analyze deals, because what you're going to do is you're going to build a sixth sense, and that sense is going to help you eventually identify the outlier. And that outlier is that one property that you want to acquire and turn around. Take
0: action immediately. Don't Mm -hmm. let anybody else get to it. Mm -hmm. What I say is run to the deal, build a fence around it, decide whether or not you want it. And then if you want it, then you can walk Mm because you're inside the fence. But some people take their time getting to the deal and somebody else already put it on a contract. Yep. Uh, So I run first, slow down, make sure you do a great due diligence Mm -hmm. so you know what you're actually buying or as much as you can before you close because there's always surprises and I'm sure you get to see a lot of that in the property management Mm -hmm. business, right? Uh, Absolutely. But, man, this is so exciting, man. Like, to see somebody exit the matrix and build their own thing. right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean... But you built your own thing. You you came here, what, after high school? Yeah, after high school. Studied in the universities, climbed the ladder. That day that you decided that you didn't want to be in corporate anymore, do you remember what happened?
1: (sighs) It was such a relief because um, I've always planned way ahead of time what I wanted to do. Whenever I, I committed to... A new um, job or new activity. I always thought about, okay, what's the next thing and the next thing after that. So, and that's something I really appreciate about the the discipline to to plan ahead. And 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 so, I didn't when it happened. I didn't realize it was actually there. You know, it's like uh, I've been working on it for so long that when it happened, I was first of all, you, you always have doubts about surviving without your your job that
0: addiction to the paycheck is what i call
1: it yeah it's addiction and it's so it's so bad for you (laughs) because it's it's it gets you comfortable and you feel like from my perspective your identity becomes the identity of your job
0: start introducing yourself with your title
1: exactly And, and your company and you forget that actually you're completely separate from the job you're doing yikes so building, rebuilding that identity after uh, I left my job was was uh, quite a process. But I'm, it's one of the things I'm most grateful for. Like sometimes, by, by the way, I'm I'm fully aligned right now with what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm working. I, I enjoy every moment of it. But having that freedom, you know, to take your kids to school, to to go on an impromptu date with your wife at lunchtime, and Nobody to (laughs) to tell you, hey, how come you're not at your desk is a big deal. But I suspect
0: you're more disciplined than maybe you were before. Because I don't think you can build what you've built without that piece. So there's the freedom piece, but I don't want to leave people thinking that there's no discipline required on the exit. And I don't know if you can confirm that or not.
1: Yeah. no, you need you need more discipline. I mean, to to be on your own and not have someone behind you tell you, hey, this is these are your goals for the quarter. You need to to set your own goals and you need to have a pace, and you need to keep going because eventually uh, you want to grow and you want to create more security for yourself. Mm. Mm.
0: Maddie what what dream are you most focused on catching next?
1: So, you know my dream right now is to uh, enjoy every moment i can with my kids yeah. that's really my passion like to and your wife and my wife yeah for yeah absolutely as a as a family for us to build experiences so Actually, we're going to be traveling to Morocco and Spain very soon and spending three weeks, (laughs) three-week vacation. I don't think I've had that in the last (laughs) year.
0: Did you put in your form to get the travel approved? Oh. (laughs) Did you ask for permission so you could go book the ticket? Yeah,
1: well, no. I I asked my wife, and she said, yes, let's go on vacation. (laughs) That's all you need. No, but that's really my aspiration. It's to find, you know, I... It's always good to want to grow and earn more and, and, and improve everything we're doing in terms from a business standpoint. But honestly, what's really what I'm very passionate about right now is spending quality time with my kids. I, they're two and four years old. I know I'm going to close my eyes, open them, and they're going to be 18 going to university. And so I, this is my commitment and, and my passion, spend time with the family.
0: Wow. So the trip... More time with them, building those memories, creating those memories. hmm Okay. You're a dream catcher, man. <laughs> You're a dream catcher. The thought that you'd walk away from, and you haven't told me this, but what I suspect is a six-figure-plus job to go run your own thing, put together a crazy portfolio, build a property management company, get your general contractor's license, do some sales, And people may be asking, why is he doing all the things? Well, they're all related. Mm -hmm. He's not going to do anything else, and everything feeds the other thing. He's not building a bunch of stuff from scratch. He's just like, there's an opportunity, there's a gap, and I don't want to rely on other people to do that part, right? Because when you do that, that loss of control creates inefficiency and headaches and impacts your ability. Ability to deliver to the folks that you're serving mm-hmm. that makes it really uncomfortable for somebody who's committed to delivering a result so the ability to create money outside of your job is the game and once you do that you can create an amazing amount of freedom but you need the discipline to stay true to your work mm-hmm. and i mean I don't know what else we can say other than congratulations, (laughs) my brother. I'm super excited for you and Mm -hmm. all the things that are going to come on the backside. I believe you're just getting started. And Mm -hmm. now I know who to call when I'm trying to get into Miami and see what's (laughs) going on and see the deals that are moving around. I always ask my guests one question at the end, and I think you'll have a phenomenal answer for us. What's the one thing you want the listeners to take away from this episode?
1: build work on your freedom, build your freedom and plan it. If it's gonna take three years, five years to do it, do it one step at a time. build that vision that you want to work towards and uh, like you mentioned, uh, cr- generates incremental income beyond what you're getting from your employment and and work on as many streams of income as possible. And that's a very important one. So if I had to pick one thing just, generate multiple streams of income. That's the best way to build wealth and security over time.
0: Now, when you say multiple streams, are you saying they need to go get their contractor's license, their real estate license, and start doing investments, or are you telling learn how to buy multifamily buildings and then buy some properties. What, what, what's the guidance there? Because people get confused on this multiple yeah, streams. Yeah,
1: so when I mention multiple streams, is, is pretty much multiple. It, it depends. For each person, it's different. But uh, one property could be one stream of income, right? You buy a second property, that's a second stream of income. You can um, offer consulting services on the side using your expertise. That's another stream of income. You can uh, write a book and sell it that's another stream of income that that's what i'm referring to by multiple streams of income
0: roger that maddie outstanding job man thank you so much for giving us the social proof that your dreams can be real and to the listeners your dreams should be real man we'll talk to you guys on the next episode thank you for joining the tribe today we would love to hear from you please don't forget to rate like and share perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.